we got the, the hot stove league has been cooking. Maybe simmering, some might say, at certain times, but cooking along the way. So I'm Jeff. I'm Kim. And nobody else is around this morning, but uh, this is a Three Old Reds fans podcast anyway. Coming to you from Studio 82 down the street. From our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, of course, as you well know, the famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Bumpus Jones. It has been a while since we got together, uh, busy lives, um, all kinds of stuff, and of course it's the off season. but there's been plenty to talk about. Uh, we're going to try to do that today and uh, see what we catch up on, you know, um, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you just found us, please subscribe so those new ones will show up and you'll be able to listen and catch up with all our all our uh, attempts at uh, sounding intelligent about baseball and um Remember, we've got uh, a Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at 3 old Reds fans. That's the number 3 old Reds fans, And you can do the same search on Facebook. Um, so, it is January, late January. Uh, pitchers and catchers report in a little under three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, what they, The Reds have done a decent amount of stuff in the offseason. Uh, have they scored really big? Not necessarily, but they certainly seem to have improved this team. So I'll ask you, Kim. It's just us. Tom can be with us today, but we're going to try to dial him up on the phone here in a little bit, see if we can find him. And uh, he he said he was busy today and couldn't couldn't get here. And we just decided three weeks out, we got to get together and talk about some stuff and, and get something going. So what is the most um, intriguing? Or interesting, or whatever move that the Reds have made in the offseason, that uh, what's the first one you feel like you want to talk about that sort of intrigues you the most? Yeah, it's, to me, Jeff, it's almost like two different questions. Um, the the one that comes immediately to mind is the acquisition of Mustakis. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I hesitated, you used the word intriguing. And I, I think of the acquisition of Shogo Akiyama. Yeah. Uh, and from here on out, I'll just call him Shogo, as we uh, probably will be calling as him. As the show goes on, we'll call him Shogo. That's right. Yeah. And and maybe we can have him on the show sometime. <laughs> our first Japanese guest uh, might be our first guest, hadn't it? Uh, yeah. Almost. But, yeah. and, and with the acquisition of Shogo becomes the... I don't know if log jam's the appropriate word, but the crowded outfield is probably yeah. an accurate description of what will the Reds be doing. And as you and I were talking yesterday, we met for lunch, we have a feeling we may not be done. We, we have a feeling we may see another movement, so to speak, of an outfielder. Um, strictly conjecture. We, we, we don't know. Yeah, there's the Nicholas Castellanos rumors. He's out that's, there. That's the thing. He's out yeah. there. Holt's out there. But, but that's, uh, again, that's not a everyday player, so to speak. So those two things immediately come to mind. Okay. And I think, yeah, because I think Shogo, that's a little more intriguing because of like, oh, he's coming from Japan. Mm-hmm. He's a good on-base guy over there. He showed a little power over there. Um, he can play multiple outfield positions. Yep. Uh, he's experienced. Um, and uh, what's he going to be like? You know, he, it's 
is is it uh, it feels like a guy in some ways oh we just there's this guy in AAA we're going to make a starter this year without ever seeing him at the major league level now you know they say Japanese ball is more like 4A first you know it's sort of in between AAA and the major so and he's and he's older he's got a lot of experience so I would expect him to be productive to a degree how how right. what's he going to be is hard to say right right and so and you know it's a crowded outfield right now and it could become more crowded but if it if they do sign a guy like Castellanos then it probably uncrowds somewhere else because mm-hmm. somebody's going to go mm-hmm. I mean if you you would think something like that would happen if they signed him. But it's crowded now at the end of spring training. Will it seem as crowded? Right. You know, it does, uh, you know, if, if all those guys, if and we feel like Sinzel, Winker, and Akiyama are definite guys, barring any trades, uh, we feel like Aquino is uh, maybe, you know, it's hard to know. Um, I think Van Meter is really a, uh, a utility backup guy going into this year. Seems like mm-hmm. that kind of guy. Play a little bit outfield, but not really seem like one of these outfielders. And then, you know, there's this Phil Irvin that's hanging out there. I think he's the odd man out. But we don't know what we're going to get from some of these guys. You know, I mean, we just don't. And so it may seem crowded now, mm-hmm. but it. Things tend to work themselves out, so it'll be interesting to see. And your guess is as good as mine and anybody else's of how it's all going to work out and play out, and who who are going to be the three guys that get the around five hundred or more at bats. You know, if there are indeed three guys do, because I mean injuries could create a yeah. havoc with that. But with guys staying healthy, who are those guys that do that? And I think based on prospect status and what we expect to translate to the major league level I think most people maybe not Tom he hadn't proven anything yet but Sinzel is is probably the guy you think okay if anybody's going to have a breakout year he's sort of the top prospect to do that but who knows you know Jeff one other thing that is intriguing about the acquisition of Shogo is he's a lefty and so we have Winker and we have Shogo, and you know the thought has been okay when we have a when we face a right-handed pitcher, we'll have Winker and left and Shogo and right. When we face a left-handed pitcher, will we have Shogo and left and Aquino and right? But what about Irvin? There, there's just yeah. so many what ifs out there. But the fact that he is a a lefty and he's a hitter. And you, you go and you look at Winker's stats, and Winker is a hitter. Yeah, uh, it's just the whole left-hander. Can he hit left-hander thing? That's, right. And that's the thing holding him back. Those two right now are just what I look at as hitting machines. You, you want to teach young kids the proper batting stance, eye contact, back elbow up, follow through. You would look at someone like a Winker at his style and his stance, Injuries. Where were we going to be with injuries? You talk about the end of spring training. You know, we talked about starters last year. Oh, we've got this. Well, Alex Wood's back acted up. And what did he make? Maybe four starts and that was it? Something He's like back that. in it L.A. It wasn't very many. So who's to say with the injury situation, the illness situation for Sinzel, uh, the injury situation for Winker, 
you know, we may be down to just three and you need someone else yeah, out there. Right. So we will see how that uh, plays out here in the next several weeks. Right. You can't you can't have too much talent. So, um, and, you know, the Reds have really seemed like a team to be, you know, this new leadership group led by Dick Williams, Nick Crawl. They're aggressive. They're trying to do things. They obviously, if reports are true, they really tried to sign Ozuna. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose a different path. Uh, you try to make trades with teams. I think they have. I bet you that I would be shocked if they haven't offered the Indians something for Lindor, the Dodgers something for Seager. They've they've been involved in talks. And D.D. Gregorius. And Gregorius, you know they went after him. But not everybody wants to come play for you for whatever reason. And you can't always work the trade out, you know. Right. And then I think the Indians, in the case of Lindor, I think is a prime example of a team that has a guy who's getting close to free agency, and it's like let's just see what somebody might be willing to part with, you know, you know, uh, uh, is somebody going to do uh, Mike Ditka and trade the entire franchise right. for Ricky Williams, right? I mean, is somebody going to do that? Um, nobody is, you know. This the price is too steep, and I would, if I had a Francisco Lindor and two more years of control, I'd ask for the moon too. Um, what will be interesting is if they do end up trading him, it'll be closer to the time and it becomes more of a buyer's market right. than a seller's market. Right now for them, it's a seller's market, right? They can get what they, they can ask. And the closer it gets to that, the less they can ask for. So that'll be interesting to see whatever happens with all that. And so, you know, yeah, if the Reds could get a, a shortstop that's going to get five or six wins above replacement type of guy, ooh, that changes things, but... And we know think, right now with I, Galvis, we don't have that. We don't have that. No, he's a one at best, probably. You know, and 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 that's not much different than really. I mean, there's some things to like about Iglesias over Galvis, but in the end, Iglesias is a mostly a singles type hitter and probably had his best year of his career. And it's a, to, to think he could repeat that is is stretching it, I think. And so either way, they had decided to go. Um, that I don't think it's it, it's that sort of like guy who's going to bat seventh or eighth anyway. I so, I will miss him. I, yeah, he was fun I, to watch. I look at right now between Galvis and Iglesias, who would I want as my shortstop? Every time it would be Iglesias. I I just uh, his fielding um, and, and not the smooth and the acrobatic. Not I should say acrobatic. Just making all plays look easy. And mm. I just look at the percentage. He cuts down on. Uh, runs aloud, you know, hardly any errors. I will miss him. I, I understand what the uh, data says in regards to, as you said, a singles the offense, hitter. Yeah, yeah. But we talk about a, you know, would he have another good year? We got to remember he was an American League All Star. About was it fifteen or sixteen? Yeah. So he has done some things in the past as well. It just wasn't a well known commodity. No. And I think some of those shortcomings that you talk about is the reason you haven't heard more from him. Right, right. He's not a star shortstop. He's he's close. He's, 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 he can a, he's a, a starting shortstop. He's a legitimate big leaguer. And he, you know, and, you know, uh, I was listening to, um, uh, I was listening to uh, a recent Red Leg Nation podcast, and one of those guys uh, made a good point. You know, we go back to um, in the early part of this decade when the Reds won some won 97 games in one year. Last decade? Well, last decade now. <laughs> or part of the, yeah, 12th or whatever, whichever year I, it runs together. But the point is, they won 97 games one year, 
with like Drew Stubbs and Zach Cozart in the lineup mm-hmm. hitting, not not being good offensive players, no. not at all. And so that's not to say, you know, well, oh, let's try to. You still always try to upgrade every position, but that doesn't mean oh, if, if Freddie Galvis is our shortstop, we're in, we we can't win anything. It doesn't mean that. I mean, no. No. not at all, because every team's got weaknesses or or um, less than ideal players that, you know, yeah, everybody wants a guy that's great on defense, hits for power, gets on base, you know, drives in runs, all this type of stuff, walks a lot, you know, that's the ideal, let's get this guy that does all these things. And you, if you could have eight of those, you know, you'd win the World Series. But it's hard to put that team together. So you, what you hope is, is that you have three or four guys that really play well and carry you, you mm-hmm. know. And if you think back to those teams, I mean, Jay Bruce, Bye. Joey Votto, those were guys who could get hot for long stretches and basically carry a team. Mm-hmm. And Suarez has shown a little bit of that mm-hmm. at times. Um, but last year, nobody really car- nobody carried this team. Um, and you can't just do it by yourself either. You, you can't be great and everybody else be below average. You can't carry a team if you're the only one doing it. You gotta have some guys being an average or a little above average, mm-hmm. and then one or two guys that are sure. way above average, and then you got something. Right. So it'll be interesting. So we're looking at that outfield. We know what the infield's gonna be, barring any changes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I like I like the signing of Mustakas. I mean, I think we all. I do. think if I think if a Van Meter had played really well all the way through the end of the season, that might not have happened, but. I'm glad they did it because you can't bank on right. a guy like that. Um, give him some more time, and maybe he works out and um, becomes a a Mustakas type player because he sort of has some of that power. But you can't bank on it. So I'm glad to see them say, "We're not just going to hope these guys all pan out next year. We're going to go out and find something." Mm-hmm. So I like I, I like that signing. Um, it's not signing a superstar, but you know, that's fine. You know, those, those are hard to find. I do think they've um, – now, when Williams said recently, you know, we're still in the market for doing stuff, do you think – and the payroll is right about where it was last year right now, and they have said we'll, we'll spend more this year. To do that, if they are going to do that, they're going to sign a Castellanos. They're going to make a trade that brings in an $18 million contract or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your gut tell you? You think you think something will happen, or you think we're pretty much looking at the the team other than whatever happens with the bullpen? Are we set? My gut tells me it's going to stay this way. My gut, I, you know, I I just I go back to Winker and Sensel. Those two are key. If it, let's just say they're healthy. I like our chances. If yeah. they stay healthy, I like our, I, I like our chances because of what Sinzel has done at every level and what Winker has done to come up. If they stay healthy, do their thing, I, I, I'm wondering if that is the mindset of leadership because if Castellanos brought something to the table where he's great defensively or even a, maybe average defensively, but as we know, he's below average defensively, or at least I think he is. 
and and so with that, I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe they again. That's my gut, Jeff, to answer yeah. your question. I see it staying this way. Well, I think I think if you were gonna if you were gonna bet on it, you'd have to bet that they don't because that's typically the more likelihood. And I think the Rangers are interested in him, and the Rangers always seem to have money to spend. They do. They do. And and they spend it, and so he'll probably get a better offer. And if we have that extra money, as you say, then we and we get closer to the trade deadline and the Reds are in it, that frees you up to see, okay, now that we're at this point, what are our glaring needs? Where's yeah. something we've been short on? We've got some money. Let's go out and get X, this position, right. and, and fill it, it. And it could be finding that outfielder at that point if the outfield is – if we got an injury, if yep. somebody, you know, uh, or, or two, or we're underproducing there, and we're not willing to call up Scott Shebler, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I feel, uh, yeah, so he's still hanging around down there, but I don't think. But it I, could be a position, too, Jeff, that we're just, you know, I'd love, I'd love to have seen us upgrade the catcher position. When nothing's become available, right? Went after uh Ramuto really hard last yeah. year. I believe you went to the Phillies. That could, you know, it, it could be a position that we're just not thinking of. No, it could be. You know, what if Otto really gets hurt and we need a exactly. first baseman? What if uh, Galvis hurts? The thing I'm worried about the infield is I'm not sure who we don't have a backup shortstop right now. Hasn't Blandino played short? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking if you can put someone out we, there who's played the position. Yeah. But your point. Do we have someone who could come off the like last year? We, we got, had a Glazius, and if he didn't play, you could put Peraza there, and they, then they got Galvis. So you had some guys who could play. There's definitely a drop off well, right now. And what if you have, what if a Galvis gets hurt? Yep. I hate to talk about guys getting hurt, but you got to think about that. So what the, the key is is like if he if he has to sit for two months, do you have a guy who can play every day for two months in your system that's not gonna really drain your offense you can get you can find a guy to i mean they're, they're, for a week here and for a week but for i mean jose garcia is probably the best shortstop prospect they got but he's not he he's a year or two away at least from getting to the big leagues um by dino i think those types of guys yeah they, they've got some major league experience but i think they're he's, he's he sees he's a util he feels like a utility guy it's hard to imagine Somebody coming in, maybe hot for a week, but over the long haul, it's it's just hard to to fathom that, you I know, to, to to sit around and count on that. So, uh, this Brock Holt guy, I think, can play a lot of positions. They've that's name's been out there, a utility guy, um, kind of a kind of a better version of Kyle Farmer, maybe. Um, and he's he's a guy that's still around, right? So, mm -hmm. what's he what's his role? So, it'll be interesting to think to see. Um, but I think uh, uh, another interesting thing to, to think about is is Votto and what does Votto bring to the table this year? Is he going to be at least 2018 Joey Votto or is he going to be like last year or worse? And if he is, wow, that, that hurts. But if he... You know, if he can hit up around 300, if his on base can be up around 400 again, you know, and slug pretty well, you know, at least hit a lot of doubles. I don't think we're going to see 30 home runs out of him again. But if he can at least be a more, last year he wasn't really even a shadow of himself, really. Um, but if he can be more of that, 
that and batting in this two hole, that's that's huge for this team. I think. Uh, I'm not not trying to say that team success is completely dependent on what Votto does. Um, but that used to be something you could count on. Now you're not so sure. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, okay, I can count on Suarez. I feel like I can count on Mustakas. Right. I pretty much know what I'm going to get out of Freddie Galvis. I pretty much know what I'm going to get out of our catchers. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I don't know really. I, I think I know what I'm going to get out of Senzel if he's healthy. Right? Mm-hmm. We, 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 at least you and I think that. Um, I think... We know what Winker is if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't really know what Aquino is yet. We do not. Uh, Irvin is okay. He to me, he's not a regular everyday outfielder. Akiyama, yeah, we think we know, but uh, there's still a lot of question marks. So there's a lot. There's like, you know, reason for hope, which, as we know, is not a good strategy. But I think they could. I don't know. Last year we thought with this pitching will be a lot better and the offense was terrible. I, I just I'm I'm hopeful, optimistic that the offense will be better. I can't see it being any worse. But I think there's still a lot of question marks. Don't mean to be a it's a rainy day. I don't mean to be uh Eeyore here, but I feel <laughs> I the more I talk about this offensive side of the team and I don't know, the less Sometimes the less I feel good about it, and then I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll feel good and I'll feel better about it. I, I am just all over the place on what I think about this offense. It's like, man, if there was one more, if I knew Vado was still going to be Vado, like he was thirty-two years old, I'd feel like really good. Or if they had really gotten in a a really big time bat, I'd feel mm-hmm. really good. I just, you know, I think. Some guys have to step up and have breakout kind of years. Senzel's got to be really good. Winker's got to stay healthy and, and at least hit from one, at least hit right-handers really well and be yeah. and be part of a really good platoon system. And uh, Akiyama's cannot disappoint. Right. You know he can't disappoint. And Mustakas has to stay healthy and not disappoint. So, right. I mean, I guess every team faces that, but. You know, well, back you know, to what Tom says. Well, you got to prove it, and it, and and there's. I feel like we've had teams, and if you go back to the early last decade, you had more proven talent in the lineup every day, and we're still, we're still not quite to where I feel like. Oh, I know what I'm going to get out of these guys. I still don't really know what I'm going to get right. out of. Two but to guys. prove it, you got to get on the field. You got to get on the field, and, and I'm so all for him playing with our friend Tom. You know, no one would ever. You know, we'll, we'll never have a rookie of the year if Tom were general manager. We said, and and Jeff, I look at contextually where we are. Okay, we had a better record last year than two years ago. I think what did I send the other day the over under on the Reds uh, wins this year is about mid eighties. Yeah, okay? I've seen anywhere from eighty three to eighty five different projections. which which is better than last year, and I think I, this is why I say it's key. Winker and Sinzel being healthy and doing their thing. Vado, is it possible he will go up? Yes. Is it probable? The data tells us no. Well, he's not going to be the like... The human age tells us no. He's not going to be 2017 when he finished second MVP vote. I don't expect that. But I don't think we need that. We just no. need better... We just need... If, get on base. Above average. Get on base, not make outs, move guys over, and get your hits. But I, I think Winker and Senzel are key, and I think Moose, if he can do what he did in Milwaukee, 
we will take it. We will take yeah. it by and large. Yeah. And then we haven't talked too much about it, but we're all we're we're sitting here not talking about the pitching because the pitching was outstanding last year. Well, the hitting was outstanding two years ago, so we weren't talking about hitting, then it went down. We need our pitching to, at worst, be collectively as it was last year. So individually, we need Castillo to not take a step back. If anything, go up a little bit. We need Sonny Gray to be like he was last year and maybe even a little bit better. We need Trevor Bauer to be what he was before he came to Cincinnati. We both think he will. And then we need uh, Di Scalfani to pitch like he did last September, not July and August. We need Miley. Miley has had a good career. And then we've got Molly. We've got those six. And last year at this time, we're figuring out where where is one of these guys going to be because we've got so many good pitchers. Again, Wood, I think four starts last year. So those six right there have to collectively perform like we did last year, like we saw last year, mm-hmm. and individually, no precipitous drop-offs. All right, good. All right, I am going to try to call Tom. See if he answers. Maybe we can be like a radio show and, and, and ask him a question. <laughs> it's ringing. I told him I was going to try to call him. He's probably... He's not answering. He's not awake. Oh, well, he better be out of bed. It's 7.40 uh, Pacific Standard Time. He's 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 not awake. (laughs) I don't think that's where he is. Hello, this is Tom Seiger. All right, he didn't answer. All right. So maybe he'll see the... He could have been our first radio guest. Maybe he'll see the missed call. (laughs) Maybe he'll see the missed call and call me back. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think... um, that's the thing. You can't get too. Uh, you feel you feel satisfied with the starting rotation, and then stuff can go wrong. Guys can get hurt. Alex Wood, we were really counting on last year, mm-hmm. got hurt, but it really didn't hurt the rotation. I mean, it I, did. It did. We, we if he's healthy and pitching well, it's a better it's a I better was rotation. Just as I was excited more about any of the players that we acquired last year, Alex Wood than I was Puig or anyone else because of what Wood brought to the Dodgers. And right. and he didn't pan out, didn't, unfortunately. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. And he, I hope the best for him, and he pitches well, and he bounces back. Bullpen, I've been hearing a lot about, oh, what are they going to do to strengthen the bullpen, strengthen the bullpen? Well, I think, I think they're in the same boat as most teams are. you got the top front half of your bullpen – all right, so tell our is, is tell your, our listeners who the front half of the bullpen would be. Well, it's Iglesias, mm-hmm. it's Lorenzen, it's Garrett. Mm-hmm. Those I think are the big three. I think I think Stevenson is a guy we can count on. Mm-hmm. Am I forgetting somebody else? Are those the four? You tend to have four guys that you rely on. In, in the big situation. Well, we talked right? yesterday, too, about Cody Reed. Where Cody we're Reed. hoping he will... I think, he's, he out, I think of he's out of options. And if he's healthy, he's got the talent. Put him out there, and he might have a season like Stevenson had. And then we year. still have, I believe, Sims on the roster. Lucas Sims could be a, could be in the bullpen. I, Molly has options. If he doesn't... If, if those other five guys, those veterans, are all healthy, we'll start the season with those five guys in a rotation. If one of them... 
is not ready at the start of the season for minor injury or major injury, whatever, uh, Molly's the obvious becomes the obvious fifth guy. Yeah. So does he start the season in the minors, pitching every fifth day, or do they use him out of the bullpen at the major league level? You know, I don't know. With with options left, they probably send him down. That seems to be the way people do things. But I'm like, what's he? What good does it do to face AAA hitters anymore? That's part of me. It's like I'd rather see him face the major league hitters, but that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's a good opinion or not, but. I don't know. That's just what I think. There's that. There were some other guys they had last year up in the up in the bullpen. We don't have to go through all the names. We don't know who they are, and they've signed some guys to minor league contracts that have had some success in the past. High round picks had success. Nate Jones, um, this guy Thornburg, company, mm-hmm. just another guy the other day. All these different names. You don't lose anything by signing that. You're just paying a minor league salary. See if they can make the team, and if they do, then you, then they make the minimum. Probably. Well, here's here's why I uh, am, am more confident about our pitching staff this year. You've got year two of Johnson, the pitching yeah, coach. Yeah. What he was able to do, uh, and you know, one time I, I think I've said this before. Doug Collins, uh, NBA announcer, he talked about the fine line between success and failure and that fine line is confidence and he goes it's amazing how many people go up and how many people go down because of that very fine line and how little incidents can uh, or instances make you or break you and I think last year with Sonny Gray you know he had a good first start or two as we remember the Reds had no offense for seemingly like three to four weeks and Sonny Gray pitched well, and then when he didn't pitch well, uh, or, or and then as the season progressed for the first few starts, when he wouldn't have a great start, you know, the team maybe got more runs, but it wasn't enough. I'm thinking having Sonny Gray a second year under Johnson, Castillo, all these pitchers, and I really think Molly this year, even though he's right now, at least for our discussion, Jeff, a number six pitcher, all things remaining the same. All the guys are healthy. I think this is really a make-it-or-break-it year for Molly. I really think he's got a good chance to substantially improve this year well, with awesome. another year in offseason under Johnson. And who's the guy that we hired, uh, the analytics guy? Oh, Bodie. Yes. The guy from Driveline? Yes, yeah, from Driveline. I don't, I don't know what all he's – you know, how uh, – is he personally involved with guys? Is he – more behind the scenes. I don't know what his um, contributions exactly are, but um, I'm just more and, and confident. Bauer, and Bauer's a student of his, and um, you know, you've heard some things about Bauer, um, his personality, and everything. But I think from a teammate standpoint, people, with at least with the Reds, I think there's um, a lot of respect there because he's a hard worker, and he did not pitch well. I think he had a, his first couple starts weren't too bad for the Reds. No, he did. No. He was like, okay, he's pretty good. And then he just he was a Went mess. Down. He was a mess. His ERA was up over eight there for a while. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what that effect has. I think he just continue to go, continue to build, continue to build. And um, last year, you you meant you were talking about projected number of wins. And nobody would say nobody would go out on a limb last year and say this team is going to finish over five hundred, and they finished about like what people thought, they won seventy five games. This year, 
now people are talking in those mid 80s you get a little lucky you know a few things you get some breaks a few things go your way you stay really healthy you only have a couple blown saves versus I don't know how many blown saves they had last year but it was too many mm-hmm. I'd have to look that up but it was too many all of a sudden four or five more wins than you're expecting and you're up around 90 because some things broke your way I can't see this team breaking out big and go win in 97 games I would, just, I would be wonderful I don't see it happening but if they're in the mid 80s they're in the hunt if you can at least find a get to a wild card that feels the fans that brings the fans back that makes us happier our goals should always be do what you can and make yourself as good as you can to so give yourself a World Series chance that should always be every team's mm-hmm. focus I know there's rebuilding stages that you have to go through sometimes but once you come out of that as they have that's got to be like what do we do to make ourselves good enough to get to a World Series mm-hmm. now I know in the baseball playoffs anymore it's like you get in, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. Because just the way things go. Short series. And we have potentially enough good starting pitching that mm-hmm. if they're hot at the right time, they can win series. Mm-hmm. Now, you never know. I mean, sometimes guys have great seasons and get to the playoffs and don't pitch that well. When that right. happens. I don't know if it's wearing down or getting tired or what, but it happens. And there's more pressure there. So this team has not had much there's very little postseason experience on this team so if they get there right be interesting to see what happens but I'll you take know, my Jeff, chances too, last year I remember so many tweets from people who have the data in front of them and the run differential yeah projected that the Reds should have had let's say five more wins yeah. than we did and that's probably being generous I think it was more than five and so you don't want to be the you don't want to be that fan who says everything went against us, but we certainly had a lot go against us last year. So all things being equal, the run differential, uh, if it plays out the way you you think it would, not getting into a three to four week funk start offensively, and the uh, Johnson a second year with him, I really am more excited about the season. Than I have been since probably around 2012. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would say that I, just, I don't know if it's a make or break kind of year, but I, I, I think it is a year where come August, come September, we really are caring about what happens. And we got closer to that last year, and then we had a f- slump there and really fell out of it, but it was like Striking distance, striking mm-hmm. distance into June, you know, and then uh, July came after the All Star break. We didn't play very well for a while and really dropped off the, fell off the pace. And after that, it doesn't really matter what happens after that so much. Once you're out of it, you're out of it. Right. What's the difference? Right. In baseball, sort of that way. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, I just I feel good about the starting pitching I feel good about at least the mainstays in the bullpen Yeah, I feel like they've identified a bunch of guys mm-hmm. they're bringing in if you find if, if you can find a couple guys to really you know think about what was it a couple years ago when they got brought in Hughes and Hernandez and they really performed well that yep. year if you can now last year 
didn't go so well for them. <laughs> but if you can get one, if you can find a couple guys who can give you a Hughes and Hernandez kind of a year like a couple years ago to go with the other guys and they stay healthy and Garrett doesn't take on the Pirates dugout and get suspended for two weeks or whatever it was, that hurt. Those things, then I think pitching is solid. It's like we got some good offensive players. Guys have to step up. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I want to be confident in all that. I think there's certainly an opportunity for the offense to be much better. But I don't know. I'm I'm going to wait and see on whether we're going to really... I think we'll be better offensively than we were last year. I don't think we can be any worse. I think they will be better. question is, is it going to be good enough? I guess that's where I am. I, I, I expect improvement. Will it be enough to win 85 games and be in the hunt? And let's talk contextually within the division. You improved your team by getting a cap player by the caliber of Moustakis, right? Yeah, you've improved At the same the time, you weakened a, a, one of the teams in, in your division, Milwaukee. Chicago hasn't really done that much this offseason. They re-signed Chris Bryant to a one-year deal, got a new manager. So you're kind of helpful, hopeful there. St. Louis lost Ozuna, right? Now, they did... They did pick up someone earlier. They signed someone earlier. I can't remember who yeah, right off the top I of the bat. I know what you're talking but about. But I think St. Louis is the team in the division who you look at and you say, okay, they really haven't taken a step, a, a major uh, step back they always find if they've a way. taken a they step back. They always find a way to be there. I don't know what it is. It's disgusting, but they always find a way to be there. So I, I'm thinking within division two, we've strengthened our chance. And last year the division was eh at best. And that's probably why we were in it, because the division was not that good. So hopefully, with another year of the division opponents not strengthening themselves, but the Reds have strengthened themselves, gives me hope. Close the gap a little bit, you know, and, and so... And hopefully more in a little bit, right? Yeah, hopefully more in a little bit. But they have, on paper, closed the gap. Now, mm-hmm. it's all on paper. But that's why we sit here and talk about it, because it's kind of fun. So, opening day lineup. I figure I'm expect. I think everybody's expecting Akiyama to be a leadoff hitter. Leadoff hitter. And I would think you would play him opening day. Yeah, I, would I think, agree. I would think you would, unless I, something happens in spring training that right. throws us. As we sit here, two months, almost three months to almost two months to the day of opening season. Right. Right. Yes, I so would say he would be our uh, leadoff hitter starting. Right, it'll be that Thursday in March, last week March in March. March 26th or something. Something like that. They moved that all up. You're right. Uh, Burr. Yeah, it'll be cold. So, you got Akiyama. I would expect Vado to bat second. Right now, yes. I don't know who's going to bat third. Suarez. Probably. And then Moose fourth. And probably Moose fourth. Senzel fifth. Yeah, that's And what then it, if it's a righty, Winker sixth. It could sixth. be Winker. Uh, it could be Aquino batting sixth at times. And then you're looking at Galvis, Barnhart, Casali, seven, eight, eight, seven. Yeah. How are you going to play them? I don't know how that's going to work out, but that's what it looks like. And I think Castile will start opening day. Um, yes, that that'd be interesting to see because you go with either he or Gray. Yeah. It's know, been Castillo's job. It, he hasn't done anything to lose well, it. So you, I think called it last year. Oh, I you called you it last year. You called it last. You tell us a lot of things. You called it last year. <laughs> Um, but I would just say Gray was exceeded what we all were 
expected, hoped for. And you saw that Sonny Gray, who was a Cy Young candidate for years when he was with Oakland and such. And so either one, right now at least, Castillo or Gray, I like, I like him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish I was going to Arizona with him. But I'm one, not. Day. One, one day. One day. One day we will. One day we will go down to hang out down there to yeah and all the, and all the ballparks are within yep. like 15 miles of each other or something or 15 minute drives or something like that so that would be fun to do one of these years and uh over spring break or something so we will uh consider that down the road but for now i think we've pretty much covered what we need to cover and uh we miss you tom of course we knew what you're gonna say anyway no i'm just kidding <laughs> not, not completely not completely we will see. And we'll be back as soon as possible. A couple weeks, three weeks, maybe a week into spring training when we see some things happening. Uh, especially if the Reds make any more moves, we'll want to get back and, and, and um, talk about that. If they uh, make a big deal, sign Castellano, something like that, what does that make the team look like? And we'll be back to, to talk about those things. So appreciate you listening. Sorry for the long break. I know on the last show, the sound was terrible. Uh, we had some technical issues. Apologize for that. I think this one, my I tested ahead of time. Should be good. We actually recorded another podcast that same day about pitching, and the audio was so bad. I didn't want to put you. We didn't want to put anybody through another one of those. So appreciate you listening through. And um, if you have comments, questions for us, things you want us to talk about next show, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, let us know. And uh, we'd be happy to do it. If you just email, you can email three old reds fans at gmail.com as well. And is that the number three old reds? Number three old reds fans at gmail.com. We keep it simple, we don't make people spell the word three. (laughs) Although I'm sure reds fans, as intelligent as they all are, can certainly spell the word three. Yes, yes, okay. All right, well, with that. We uh, wish you a good rest of January and into February and uh, looking forward to spring. And as we always say, go Go Reds. Reds.